Welcome back to a Clubfoot Mom podcast. I am your host and fellow Clubfoot Mom, Maureen Hoff. On today's episode, we're going to talk to Brooke Keller, a Clubfoot Mom and the founder and owner of 26th Avenue Clubfoot Essentials, a business that creates accessories for Clubfoot bracing, everything from bar to boot covers. If you're based in the U.S. and your cutie is receiving clubfoot treatment and you are looking for a bar cover, I'm sure you've already heard about 26th Avenue Clubfoot Essentials. I came across the site through a Facebook group where people were posting about the different places that sell bar covers. I had ordered a bar cover from somewhere else that I didn't have a great experience with, delayed shipping and, you know, the such. But when I found 26th Avenue, I placed my first order and never looked back. I must have ordered 10 bar covers in that first year of B&B, and they were all reversible, so it was like 20 bar covers in one. I'm crazy about the holidays, so I ordered a bunch of themed bar covers and interchanged them a lot. When I was writing Clubfoot Chronicles, I contacted Brooke to get permission to mention her directly in the book, noting that it was all good things I said, and she so graciously responded, of course. I wanted to bring Brooke on as a guest today to hear her Clubfoot story and how her business came about. And I'm sure many of you listening are interested as well. So hi, Brooke. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. Honestly, honored. (laughs) You're so sweet. You literally brought me to tears and I don't want to start off like that, but you're so sweet. Thank you. (laughs) No, I'm so happy that you're here. It's so, I think the service that you do for clubfoot kids and their parents is like such a big deal. I know it may not like seem like a huge deal, but these bar covers and having them personalized. And it's like something that adds so much value to what we're doing and brings joy to something that is really difficult. So I can't, as, as we both cry at the beginning of this podcast, um, I am just so thankful for the work that you do and you're just have been outstanding from the beginning. So I'm just so happy for you to be able to share more. I mean, I just want to learn more about what your experience was and how this whole thing got started. I'm so interested. So. Yeah, well, it's funny you say that because I was actually going to bring that tight in at the end, but um, I really love the idea of like changing the whole like daunting outlook of getting a club foot diagnosis, you know, for a parent to be like, okay, we have this diagnosis. What's the next step? I Googled it and oh my goodness, I can create this really fun product and it can have my kid's name and it can be just an uplifting journey, you know? And so I think it's when you go through the club foot bracing, it's like, gosh, how can you go through it without a bar cover? That's just yeah. so, you know, it's, you're going to get whacked with that thing. And so it's <laughs> that's kind of really where it started was you got to have something. <laughs> you got to have something to cover that darn thing. Well, for sure. And then if you're going to, if you got to have something, you might as well make it something cute and fun and um, that brings joy, right? Like I just think, and that's exactly what you do. So why don't we just start at the beginning though? Tell us about your clubfoot story. Yeah. So um, I think like most parents, we found out at the 20 week anatomy scan and um, our doctor was so good. He said, you know, of course, you have this diagnosis and it's a birth defect, but if you had to choose, this would be like the dream birth defect, which is so weird for parents to hear, I'm sure. But at the time I was like, I had, I had a horrible pregnancy. I was super, super sick. And so I don't think I really like digested it at first. 
And it took me some time to really catch on to what we would be doing. Mm -hmm. Um, But of course it did. It did hit right after birth, you know, and the tears flowed and it was, you know, it hit hard when we realized, okay, we have to change our newborn baby's feet. And so that, that was tough, but um, we religiously followed everything that our doctor said. We did everything on the plan. We did the uh, tenotomy scan or sorry, the tenotomy surgery at 10 weeks. Okay. And then um, we went into the bracing and then honestly, I think you might want me on a different podcast because our story doesn't end there. (laughs) So when she was four, uh, we went out of braces and then um, eight months out of braces, I was noticing some relapse and I was sending pictures to her doctor and saying, okay, I don't like this. This looks weird. It's tight. Um, And it took probably five conversations with her doctor for her to be like, okay, bring her in. Let's check her out. And of course she had relapsed. And so that was super tough. We sent her to kindergarten in a wheelchair. She had her, she had two more surgeries and eight, I believe, more castings. And then um, we're now, she just turned six in July and we just got the confirmation she relapsed a second time. So we're not, we're kind of in like a weird zone here. Like, what do we do from here? We can't really do more surgeries. So we're looking into maybe like different doctors and stuff. We love our doctor. We trusted her a hundred percent, but I think she kind of lost too at what to do. And I don't, she, I really hate the word relapse because it really is saying that we've Mm -hmm. done something wrong as parents Mm -hmm. or the doctor's wrong. That's Mm -hmm. not the case. I feel like, I feel like she just has really stubborn feet. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, she's, her doctor's kind of looking at it now, like, okay, this is something we might be dealing with until she's done growing. Because mm-hmm. at this point, her bones are like overlapping because the mm-hmm. tendons are just not letting them move. Wow. So anyway, to be determined, I'll have to update that on later yeah. because it's we're, we haven't decided yet what we're doing now. So yeah, yeah, that's super fun. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's, it's also like a kind of a blessing in disguise, I think, because I think I like to look at it. Um maybe God just knew I needed to talk club foot my whole life. (laughs) Maybe he just is kind of being hysterical here and saying, you know what, you got to help more parents. And if this language is going to be in your life forever, that's why I'm I'm here to help other club foot parents. And if that's, you know, where we're at, then I just have to accept that. So I'm okay with that. (laughs) Yeah, that's a beautiful way to look at it. And thanks for sharing, because I do think seems to be more of a common experience than we think. And I do think that word, you're right. The relapse word indicates some sort of failure on whoever's part that is, whether that's our part, the doctor's part. And I think the education aspect behind like using residual deformity or something like, you know, the fact that there are just other things that are outside of our control that we can't know about or no matter how much we try to prevent that from happening it's not our fault yeah absolutely I agree that's that's kind of our thoughts too is you know it's not something we've done because honestly I can say we religiously followed that that bracing and the casting we never went without our boots we it was Mm -hmm. it was such a big thing so it's 
definitely not anything on our part or the doctors. So yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. Well, TBD, you'll have to keep us updated. Maybe you can come on and give us an update. Yes. Yeah, we'll have to something because right now we're a little lost. <laughs> yeah, you're kind we'll of. And I think that's part of it. I think that there aren't, no matter how many things you think are the right answer, the clubfoot journey is so individual for each person, even though it's one of the things that I've learned. I also feel like my life is about clubfoot and all I talk about is clubfoot all day, every day. And um, maybe that's what I was meant to do. I don't know. But I think part of it is this piece of, we just don't know the generality of it, right? So this is a general prescription, pond setting method for everybody. It works, but, you know, but then within that general scope are all these individual pieces and everybody is different and everyone has a different story. And so it's easy to kind of go, if we do all these things and we make all the right steps, we're going to get to the same finish line. But the reality is, all of our kids are different and all of our journeys are going to be different and never all clubfoot is not created the same. Mm -hmm. So there's this really weird balance of like, okay, there is a general prescribed treatment, but then we're all individuals. So how do we all navigate it together? Yep. Yep. I, I totally agree. She's her doctor saying she's like in this 3% range. So we're yeah. an experiment, I think at this point. Yeah. No, you're 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 continuing to forge the path ahead for the rest of us. Yep, yep, I'll take it. <laughs> I like it. I don't think they could have chosen a better person for sure. So, uh, thank you. <laughs> so let's talk about like how did you even get the idea to start your business? Yeah, so I think just coming home with the brace within the first day, it was so obvious that mm -hmm. I am not going to get through bracing without something like I'm getting whacked with this bar and it was just awful. And I think, um, by that first night I was up for a late night feeding with my mm -hmm. baby. And I, by the time I had put her back to bed, it was all formed in my head of exactly how this is going to be created, what I'm going to do because there was just it had, something had to be done. Yeah. And so of course the first one was just awful. It was made with velcro and it was all misshapen and um but that the next morning I woke up and I pulled all of my sewing machine my all my equipment out which is funny cuz I don't have a lot of like sewing experience. I had one one sewing machine in storage and I was like, "Oh, you know, someday I'll pull that out." But I had probably sewn like maybe a year out of my entire life. So I didn't have a lot of experience. So it took a lot of practice and, and doing that, just playing with things. Um, so yeah, it was, it was just like this visual thing that I was up late anyways with baby. And it was just like, okay, in the morning, this is what I'm doing. So it was kind of a aha moment. <laughs> I don't know. That's the best I can wow. explain it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's incredible because I do think for multiple reasons. One, I think moms have this ability in the middle of the night, these things that are like, this is it. Like I can figure it out. It's the same thing for the book for me. It was like, I spent so much of the time when I was feeding her, which was a lot of times in the middle of the night, right? Like yep, yep. thinking, okay, how am I going to do this? And then I tried it this way. And then no, and then it was like a moment came to me where I was like, this is how I'm going to do it. 
And I just did it. And it's crazy. So I see some similarities in that story. And I think moms don't get enough credit. Like we're think, I think a lot of people think we're in mom brain, which we are like the day to day stuff. I'm not going to fault that. But I also think there's this like magic and something happens where we're like, okay, I see a problem and I'm going to fix it. Like I'm going to, I have the ability to create this. And the moms that can step into that power is just so incredible to me. And I would have never thought, oh, I can sew. So you probably had some sort of idea. Like if you asked me to make a bar cover today, even though having seen me, I would be like, no, I would go buy a pool noodle. I would be like, I will, there's no, I have no experience whatsoever. So you must have had some sort of belief in yourself. Like now I can figure this out. Are you a crafty person? Like. I not normally, but as this has happened, I think it's found me. <laughs> like it's just I get I'm able to just like visualize it, I guess. And I think that's a lot with a lot of my products. I well, with all of them, I am so careful that I do not copy patterns. Everything has to come from it has to make sense in my brain and I have to visualize it. I, I'm not willing to like copy any patterns even and I sew like clothes for my kids and stuff now too. Yeah. Um, but that was it's definitely a I have to see it and I'm not able to just follow something so I think I think mom mom intuition is so real and I think a lot of that just I guess is something that I was given I don't know it just I can see it so it it was that one midnight feeding and I was exhausted but it it happened (laughs) I think it's just incredible it's very similar stories different Mm -hmm. but it's this creative aspect where I was, I never thought like, I wasn't like in my life, I'm going to write a book. I was like, no, I mean, that was never a goal of mine. Like I never, and there was this path that I thought I had to take. Right. And I was like, that's not it. Like no one was like, oh, you can be, you either have to choose. It's a resource guide or a memoir. You can't do both. And I was like, uh, sorry, I'm going to do both. Like I, you know, I just, it had, I, I had to make sense of it in my own mind. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that piece of it is so similar to what are the creative aspect of it too. Right. Like there's so much creativity in it. And I think when this, this passion kind of sparks and you have this idea, you're like, okay. And then for me, if it can help other people, like that was like the main driver for me was like, how yeah. do I help this? Which seems very similar to like. Mm-hmm. That's what I say a lot in like when talking to other people. It's like, I didn't like start a business. Like this business runs me because of the passion behind it and the need for it. It's not something I didn't set out and be like, okay, I'm going to start a business when I'm so-and-so years old. Like that was never a thought, never in my mind. So it was, it's totally opposite. I'm not, I, I don't feel like I run the business. <laughs> It, it was going to happen whether I did it now or later, but it was something that I just had to do. It was a certain drive that just wasn't going to go away. That's amazing. I just feel such a kinship in you. And I'm just oh. so just like in awe of that because, okay, so tell us how you get this idea, but then how do you actually make it into a business? So we all have ideas, right? We all have like these things of spark of inspiration, but you didn't like you did it and not only did you just make bar covers but then you like turn this thing into a business so how did you go from point a 
to point like F, right? Like yes. where you're like all the way down there. So again, I give credit 100% to the parents and the people that are going through this journey. Um, originally, the very first thing was I had a question about if I was doing the bracing right. Okay. And so I went on to like one of the Facebook clubfoot groups and I was like, hey, how does this look, you know? And this mom commented, oh my gosh, where did you get this cover on that bar? That's super adorable. And I was like, oh, you know, I made it, no big deal. And within like an hour, I had like five parents saying, will you make me one? I'll pay for shipping, please. You know, I want one of these. How'd you get this? And so literally that was it. That's my business. It was phenomenal. The parents literally started my business for me. So it's, I know it's kind of like unheard of, but like I've never done advertising. I have never done any sort of promoting. It's literally just you guys. It's the parents that are wanting this and have the drive for it. So it's, I got to give you the credit, not me. <laughs> okay, we'll take partial of the credit, but I'm okay. also not letting you off the hook for none of the credit. Uh, <laughs> because of yeah. the product that you make, the the customer service, the lead time, I mean, I don't, I there's nobody else like you. So I think oh. that's the piece you fill this void for us that isn't, there are a lot of places out there and I'm sure other places are fine. <laughs> I uh-huh. say that, I mean, I don't, you know, right. other people probably make them, but the reality is the fact that it, once I found you there, were, like I said, there was never going it back. It was like, yeah. I had friends that were in the same boat and they sent you fabric that would match their cuties clothes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm not that well-versed. So I was like, I'm just <laughs> going to choose from what she has. That's good uh-huh. enough for me. Yeah. But the fact of just like your ability to make it. And then it's like, the sizing of it and then the thickness of it and all the custom customizable pieces of it mm-hmm. also made it feel really personal right and yeah. i i just think that you have to give yourself some credit like yes the parents were the driver behind it but you delivered and because yeah, you right. deliver is the reason that people keep coming back and that you don't have to market and you don't have to like, you know, buy ads on Facebook, like word of mouth is spread because of the quality of work that you do and the way that you interact with parents. So I think fine, we'll give some of the credit to people for the idea, but you made it happen. I'm not going to fully, fully let you Uh, there. Well, thank you. Yeah. I, um, there's definitely a lot of passion in it. And I think that's something like, I don't know, I wrote some notes that I want to talk about later, but um, the passion behind it, you can see that in the quality. Like, obviously it's, it's not something that I'm willing to just lose quality because I'm rushing through it or I'm lollygagging around. Like, no, there's, there's so much passion and drive behind it. And you can see that in my product. Yeah. A million percent. So how much of your day, do you spend like making accessories, like actually sewing versus other business stuff? Yeah. So, um, sewing, I, I'm generally working about 10 hours a day and that, yeah. So I'm up one, 2 AM. I'm up in the morning, six, get my kids to school. And luckily it's been a little easier this year because my club foot baby is finally in first grade. So it's yeah. like full day. I finally have some time, but Game yeah, those, yeah, mm-hmm. those first, um, 
couple years, even I had two little kids at home. My oldest was in preschool when I started. And of course I had the 10 week old baby and it was tough. Like I was running back and forth to the store almost daily. I'd go to post office every day, which I still do, but it's a lot easier now. But yeah, at the beginning, it was definitely a sacrifice for, you know, sorry, kids, you got to go watch TV for four more hours, (laughs) you know, and I was, I didn't have a lot of fabric at the beginning. So I would ask parents, okay, what do you want? What do you like? And they would say frogs. I want turtles. I want, you know, Disney princesses. So I would go to the store literally every day, get what they need and have it shipped out in just a couple days. So that's kind of where it was. And especially like at the beginning, no sleep. There was no sleep to be had. Like if I was lucky to get like four or five hours of sleep, plus I'm waking up in the night with this baby and like it was, it, it was going to happen. And it's just, I had to get over it. So I, at first it was like, okay, where's, where's the light at the end of the tunnel? I can't see it. My house is a mess. My poor kids were always late for, my daughter was late for preschool. And so it was tough and it was definitely something that I wish would have been better timing, but there's no way I would take it back. Like no way. Wow. Is it just you still? Are you doing all of it? Yes. So that was something like, um, a a lot of people don't understand or maybe get, but when you send me a message or you email me, I'm the only one that's going to answer. There's no one that's going to explain it. You know, it's just me that's going to answer. So, and I try really hard to get, I've never left a message. I've never gone an unanswered question. Um, And I've, I've, as far as like the sewing side, like I've asked help from, a couple people and they did a great job don't get me wrong but I'm so in fear I think that's my own pressure mm-hmm. that I'm I'm in fear of I'm going to lose that quality or that passion behind it and so it's it's just me I'm here alone and there's a few parts like my husband will help me with like the financial side and he helped me later get my LLC but as far as like the whole club foot language and what I'm doing with parents every day and what I'm sewing that is solely me I'm not willing to let that go. That's my own stubbornness. Wow. Yeah. So when you get a product, I'm the only person that's touched it. I've, I'm the only person it's gone through just me, the whole process. The whole process. That's crazy. Well, thank you. I am crazy. (laughs) I mean, I just can't even, I mean, the Mm -hmm. truth is I'm in the same boat. It's not like, you know, I do the whole thing, all the podcast stuff, everything other than the editing of the audio um is all me so I I get what you're I get what you're saying um and I think that's really nice for parents to know and I think there is that passion right you have that fear of like this is my passion I've lived through this this is my personal experience my story and there is this fear of if I let somebody else come in and help, they're not going to have that same drive, that same right. passion, that same feeling. So is it going to be the same, right? Mm-hmm. So there's that. But then also the balance of like, but we don't want you to get burnt out, Brooke. Okay. Yep. We need you still. So um, I I face that myself. You know, it's it's yep. hard to have a business and to start something make something kind of out of nothing by yourself and then figure out, okay, where, where do I go from here? How do I let go of things that I can, but also still maintain what I need in order to make it move forward to be the way I want it to be. So yeah, within a couple of years, I realized 
um, some steps have to be taken where, you know, family is always going to come first. So if I go on a vacation, that might be where I'm willing to have a customer wait an extra day or so, or, you know, I had to realize my family has to come first. And Mm -hmm. so that came, of course, and sleep's important sometimes. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. When you're saying that you had like four to five hours to sleep, it's like, I had that just because my cutie was up all night. Yeah. And you're like working and up all night with your baby. Like, I don't know. It definitely put a new perspective on like, the moms that go right back to work or they mm-hmm. have to work full time. Like I get that. I feel you so well, because, um, even though I was still home with my kids, which was great. I could, yeah. I would change a diaper and I would hurry and do 20 minutes of sewing. And then I would, okay, it's nap time, put her down. I think she has to eat today. So let's hurry and feed her, you know, things like that, especially at the beginning. But, yeah. um, yeah, it's nice wow. to be able to be home and be with my kids, but it's definitely, they've lost a little bit of time, but I think they forgive me. <laughs> I think it's that struggle, right? And it's mm-hmm. that feeling of you, we, mom guilt. the people, yeah. I mean, the mom guilt is so real. It's like, yep. how do I get this stuff done, but also then be fully present with my kids? And there's this, you know, kind of mythical idea that we can be it all. When in reality, that's just not real. It's some things, I don't think there's a balance. I've liked this idea that it's kind of an ebb and flow, right? So like you have some times where work is going to be really taking a precedent and your family is going to take a backseat. And then also where your family is going to be really important. You know, it just depends on where you're at. That seems better to me than like the balance aspect. Because I'm like, nothing's ever balanced. Like, I don't, it's not like, oh, I gave 50% to my kids today and 50 Uh to work. It's like, Maybe, maybe today I'll spend all day at the zoo and then tomorrow I'm going to spend all day working. Like it, you know, that seems to be more of a realistic reality of how this actually works, right? Right. Yeah. So I definitely try now to do like just the weekdays while they're at school. That's where I'm going to do my most of my time, but I'll never like not answer a message or something. If somebody has a question or they want to do an order, you know, I'll always, always be up for that, but it might be after dinner or after yeah. I pick up my kids from school, but as far as like the working, yeah, I try to keep it just weekdays and sometimes Saturdays if it's super busy, but I think we all understand too. Maybe that's yeah. what you need to hear from us. Okay. We're all yeah, okay. that's what my husband tells me too. He's like, yeah. you don't think they would just understand? I'm like, probably, but yeah. hey, I say that three to five days. Like I'm not going past that five days. <laughs> But well, very rarely. Well, I'm sure. Like, and if things happen, like life happens, right? Like, right. I, don't, I can't tell you how many times I've had podcasts scheduled that I've had to reschedule because one of my kids is homesick and I can't yeah. record with one of them sick sitting next to me, right? So life does happen. And I'm here to tell you from everybody in this community who orders from you, we all understand. Okay. So please don't be hard on yourself. We <laughs> want you to continue. So yes. how can yes. we help you? Until I'm 85, right? Until forever. Until you pass it on to somebody else, yes. right? Until For you sure. decide. Yep. Um, so what do you think is the best part of owning your own business? What have you liked the best about it? Oh, there's so many good parts. I think kind of what we talked about, the rewarding part of it, of just helping a family or a club club baby. Um, I literally read with tears in my eyes, every single review or kind comment or, you know, parents will send me pictures. And that is like my favorite. It's like a treasure to me when they send me a photo of 
look how cute my baby is in their bar cover. Like that is, they, they, they're my babies too. They're not, you know, I share these babies and they're so, these parents are so amazing and so sweet. So just the rewarding part of it. Um, I think having that clubfoot language in my life every day is so important and have been such a big part of it. Like we talked about and, um, it's, it's changed our whole family life. Honestly, we, when I first started, I, for a couple of years, I sewed in my kitchen and I would have, the fabric was in these plastic drawers all around my front room. It was just a big jumbled mess. Um, but I'm like a super organized person. So it was an organized jumbled mess, but I literally for the first like four years was in, in my kitchen. I sewed in my kitchen because it was the only space I had. So we've now, um, we designed a new home that we were able to move into and we designed the home around my office. So we did that first and that was, this is my room, this is my space. And um, it's, so that's like a huge, amazing part of it is this, it's, it's taken over our life, but in such a good way. And my kids know, you know, what I do and they're trying to explain if they're friends, you make clubfoot, what? You, you what? So yeah, it's it's part of our life and I love that. But um it's a deep, it's a deep love and a hobby. I literally wake up in the morning like, okay, how many do I get to make today? And what are the customizations? Like what is this cute baby's name and what color can I do it in? Like that's literally like my passion and I'm so excited to go to work every day. There's not been a day where I'm like, oh like how many do I have to do? Like it's it's not like that. I'm I'm super happy to do it for these parents and um, I'm so glad my, my family's a little flexible, <laughs> but it, it's a flexible job where I now, you know, it wasn't at first, but, but now that my kids are in school, I can, I can work a certain amount of hours and still have time with them. Like after school, it's closed down time. We, we do homework, we go to dance and soccer and all the fun, fun mm-hmm. stuff. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think to the point where, like I, we talked about, I work probably over 10 hours a day, most days or weekdays, but it's not something that I'm like dying to like make money for. Mm. I, I think our last calculation, I was making under $6 an hour and wow. like postage goes up and packages go up, fabric goes up, but I'm still not willing to lose that because these some of these parents really need that. And so I don't do it out of how much money I get in my pocket. It's literally just the passion and the the joy that I truly have to send these out. Oh. You're so similar. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I just love it. And I think the piece that you're that you touch on, you get to be a part of so many people's journey. Mm-hmm. Those pictures. Yeah. And I will say my cutie sleeps with one of her bar covers. Oh. like one of her little ones that no, I got no. when she was really little and yeah it's like a stuffy for her and I'm like this is That's like awesome. this is like how do you say you're a clubfoot parent without being like mm-hmm. <laughs> without like how do you show it without saying it and I'm yeah. like that yeah. she sleeps with this this is part yeah. of like her thing like it's not it's not like we just gave those away. They're forever ingrained in the fabric of her story and her journey. And just think of the amount of people that you've done that for. And that if you didn't, like, if you didn't do this, like, where would we all go? For sure. Yeah, I totally see that. It's, it's definitely, 
it's so humbling. I love to think about, I mean, it, it's overwhelming to think about maybe the difference I've made or, you know, how much of a, an amazing thing this is to one family. Like sometimes I try not to overthink it, but it's, that's, that's what drives me. It's such a huge impact. The work that you do has been so impactful in the community. And it's now talking to you, it's uh, obvious why, you know, um, it's not, it's, it's real for you. And the passion there isn't just something that it's like, oh, I'm doing this because, you know, a driver isn't, the money isn't the driver. It's wanting to create something that impacts families and you've done it. So it's okay. So tell us about, we know about the bar covers, right? What are the other products that you've done? Cause you expanded from bar covers to essentials. So what is that? What, what are, tell us about all the things. Yeah. So I think that, oh gosh, I probably two years in, I was like, okay, something needs to be padded on the boots too, you know, mm-hmm. not just the bar. Mm-hmm. Um, so I came up with my own pattern. That was a lot of fun, interesting work, but I made the boot covers. I want to say probably like 2018. Okay. Okay. Um, and those are super fun. They have, I can do two different styles. So a lot of the parents have problems with the older ones will take their boots off at night or something. Mm-hmm. And so I have ones that you cannot um, take the boot covers off unless you remove the bar. So oh, there's no wow. way that that baby is going to get to those boots. But then there's the other ones for like younger babies or if your baby's not taking off their boots that just, it's so much easier. They clip in the back, you have the snaps up the back, you just put it on the front. And of course they have the hole in the heel so that the the bar clips in. So boot covers are, yes, a very, very big seller. Okay. Um, And then from there, I, I don't know if, so not a huge product selling because it's, not known about but I think a lot of parents would love to have I designed a it's kind of like a duffel bag where it it goes the length of up to a five-year-old brace because I mean you've been in the airport you're going to doctor's appointments and they're in part-time wear but where do you put this brace it doesn't fit in anything that you're carrying so this duffel bag is really cool because it just swings over the shoulder but then it has four pockets to hold your cell phone and your keys and all the things that baby needs and and then, of course, there's room inside to put their clothes and diapers and, you know, the fun stuff. Yeah, that's cool. I uh, definitely have traveled a ton with the boots. And we are huge proponents of we never pack the boots in like uh, we never we always have them in our carry on because yeah. God something happened and we lose our luggage uh-huh. and we don't have the boots. Right. Yeah. But we're do we fit the spurs and then yes. it's like it and then a perfect that, carry on. right and then you go into like and then you're going through security right and I'm like mm-hmm. I always take the boots and bar out because I'm like you know who knows what they're going to think about what this is they're going to feel like what uh-huh. <laughs> you know and honestly that hasn't happened too much but like it's always in our carry-on so it definitely is something that I think especially parents who are traveling a lot for treatment. Yeah. There are a lot out there that do travel and it's this piece of people also remembering, okay, do we have the boots? Like when we're leaving, it's like, we cannot leave with, if we forget the boots, we're in trouble. So if it had a dedicated place. Yep. It would make bag, yeah. And of course they, I, on all of my products, I can customize everything. So I can put their name on it. I can put like a cute little quote or design. 
Um, love it. Yeah, so love those. And then um, a big seller is keychains. Parents love, you know, their pride, the, the club foot pride. And um, I can do a lot of the moms will do club foot mom or club foot dad, club foot grandma. And then, you know, you can have cute little feet on the back or little designs. You know, they love those. And there's two different types of the keychains to it. Uh, some parents like the ones that are just like a, a small like stick type thing where you can like stick it in your purse or your pocket mm-hmm. and just pull it out but I prefer the ones that it's like a bracelet so it's a little bit longer and so you can hold your keys around your your wrist and have it like a little keychain type thing so yeah th- those are good sales parents love those and then um uh one product that I haven't pushed too hard I did the boot charms so mm-hmm. it's a it's like a little le- leather tag um if you don't want the boot covers it hooks around the top strap with like a snap button and those can be in any like character you want or a cute little a name or a saying. And it's just a fun little, the kids, can, the babies can play with it, tug on it, whatever. And it's, it's just a fun little decoration, but I haven't pushed them too far. Same with the, I started doing cast covers. Um, I just haven't had the time really to dedicate the right sizing on that. So I keep watching on that. I don't have time, Brooke. I mean, <laughs> you yes. have so much free time. Right. I don't know how. But the dream for the cast covers is fun because I wanted them to do them to be light, you know, but um, the goal is with the top of it to have like a tight, soft band. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to have when your diaper changing and you're going to have explosions all over. So that's the first thing that it's going to hit instead of the cast is protecting the cast. So it goes, it just hugs the baby's thigh so that, oh, we had an explosion. We just take it off, wash it, start all over. So it's protecting that cast, but also cute and dressed up. And that's when I'm still working on it. It's not quite like if you message me, I would totally make you some, but it's not like available through just like an order. Yeah, but. Of course, it expanded from there. Um, I do the sleep sacks. That was a game changer for us with the baby because in their boots, they get wrapped around their blankets and it's Mm -hmm. a mess and whacking their bar against the the crib. And so with a sleep sack, you know, they can just put them in it and that's their blanket. They're comfy. They're warm. But mine's special because I do an extra four to six inches on the bottom. So you can fit the brace in, you can fit that moving and wiggling. Um, So a lot of parents really love that. And I can do, I mean, like a soft knit, like thin fabric, or I can do a thick fleece, like a blanket. And of course they can have their name on it or whatever design they would like. (laughs) Then same with the, um, I do a footless jumper. So it's just like a cute little jumper outfit where it snaps um, up the leg and around the crotch so that it's super easy diaper changes, especially with boots. They don't have any feet design in them. They just go to the ankles so much easier. It makes life so easy. Um, and then I think like, so when I originally started, um, of course, my daughter had to have a matching bib with her bar cover. So I would do like a cute little pig bar cover with a cute little bib. Um, and so I, I didn't think that the clubfoot stuff would do well but I loved being able to sew and stuff so I was like oh let's do some craft fairs so I did um bibs but both of the the styles with the round style or the bandana set style parents love that and then I did the burp cloth and the uh, I lots of binky clips parents love the binky clips and the bow ties I have bows for girls um so that's kind of the stuff that I did on the side thinking that the clubfoot stuff wouldn't do well and then <laughs> 
it took over my whole life. <laughs> so I don't do those anymore as far as like craft fairs. But if you ever want like a matching item for your baby, 100%, let me know in your order and I will do matching however you want. I love doing the matching bib with the matching binky clip and the cute little bar cover to go with it. Like that's just my favorite. Love it. Uh, I think okay. that covers it all. Wow. <laughs> There's not much I'm not willing to do. I have done like one family went to Disney and needed like a pad on their stroller. So I literally just like did a bar cover, but like extended it to the size they needed. Like I have special requests like that sometimes. And at, sometimes I have to say, okay, this is going to take too much of my time and I'm going to lose bar cover stuff. But for the most part, I, I'm willing to try anything. Wow. That's incredible. We're also huge sleep sack brands here. And I will say as you're, I mean, She's four and a half. Like my cutie's four and a half and still in a sleep sack. Good. No so plans good. of changing. And we actually zip ours up backwards, which I tell parents ah. that, so that she can't access the, you know, so she can't access her boots at all. And honestly, at this point, I don't think she would, but it's still just become habit, right? She actually calls it coat. She's like, I need to put my coat on, you know, (laughs) it's just like her little phrase for it, but I'm into it. And I, that's a big problem though, is that at some point you meet a point where you're like, okay, this isn't going to fit the width of her boots. And it's not long enough. Like those ones aren't made to accommodate a medical device for that long period of time. And not many four and a half year olds are still in sleep sacks. Mm So I think that's, huge for parents. And I love that idea of the boot charm. I'm going to have to look into it because I talk about how do you start to have your cutie have some ownership over their stuff as they get older, right? So one of the ways was like choosing her own bar covers, like, so which one she's choosing, which fabric, like, so that she gets ownership of that. Another piece was we do the customizable colors through MD Orthopedics because she can go on and choose which color she wants. All right. So because we order direct instead of going. So that's fun. But like then to add on this charm piece where she could kind of add in as they get older, you know, how do we start to bring them into the narrative? Right. Like how do we start to get them to buy into this is what we're doing? And um I think that that's such a great idea for them to be able to choose something or yeah, uh, let them own it. I think just the more that they get to own it and feel excited about it. And that's the biggest issue, right? We always talk about compliance, the biggest issue with um, club foot treatment and the bracing. Like how do we meet the compliance to the best of our standards? So anything that we can do to help that I I'm all for, and I think it's different for every kid. That's one of those things that, so the more customizable you can make it, the better. One of the best things I loved when we put our cutie's name on it was that if someone else was putting on the boots and bar, it was very apparent which was the right way to put it on because Uh, we had to be able to read her name. If her name was upside down, (laughs) the bar was probably wrong, right? And so it made it really easy. It was another easy indicator. Not that I really have that many people put our bars on, but for people that are, right? Like people that have their kids in daycare and or have someone else caring for their child and putting on the boots, it's an easy kind of guess and look and be like okay it's on right so yeah yeah that that's one of my favorites for sure is when I get someone with oh it's my three or four year old and they're they're in their boots and she likes Moana and uh 
pigs or whatever. And I'm like, got it done. Like, I'm so ready for this. I love that when they can design their own and be a part of it and have that ownership. I, that just makes me so happy. That's so much fun. I love it. And I think that they're such keepsakes too. And so for me, it's like this piece of indicators throughout the journey of like, eventually if I was, um, maybe what I'll do is just send them to you. Cause we'll have all of them and I'll send them to you Aww. and you can make a quilt for her that she Aww, can keep that. of all the things. Right. Yeah. Since we have so many of these fabrics and I've actually kept a lot of like just her clothes and her cast mm-hmm. covers and all of that. Um, just as a, something to commemorate her journey. And I think right. When she's done, I would love to have a way to put all of that together. But I'm, as I've said earlier, not a sewing or (laughs) I consider myself creative in that, in a different sort of way. Yes. I love it. Not in that. So I do think that's, that's a big piece of it too. It's all these things that you can keep and that are mementos along the journey too. And I would love to have the cast covers. So keep working on it because there's a difference between the leg warmers that you buy um just off the shelf that aren't really meant for cast but work right yeah um, and sometimes they're so hot when they're already in these casts I really want to do like just a cotton thin yeah breezy product that still does the job I love that and that you can also um and that is that keeps the protection, right? That's mm-hmm. one of the reasons we did the leg warmers was to yep. keep the protection from either the other leg if they were unilateral or from them bumping into each yep. other or rubbing on my skin. Like plaster casting is not soft. So right. that piece, but being able to put the extra protective layer on the top, because there were sometimes where some of them were just too small and they just yep. didn't fit good. And you yeah. um, leave a mark on their skin because it's tight or didn't white go to their skin. Yeah. I agree. So that's awesome. To be determined. (laughs) I love it. So if you could tell Clubfoot parents something, what would it be? Oh, man, it's a journey and it's a fun journey. And it's you and your baby's journey. You know, try to we we worked really hard to like, switch the mindset, like, you are so lucky to have this brace or look at all these people we've met or you know, things like that, we really, really try hard. Like to the point, my oldest daughter was like, well, how come I don't get a brace? Like, where's my cool bar cover? Like, you know, we had to, cause she was, we really, really focused on just the positivity of it. And okay, it's time for bed. We get to put boots on and we get to do this or you're lucky enough to do this. Um, yeah, keep a positive about it. And I think like, it's so important to have the knowledge that you're not alone like it is it's so important to just open up and talk about it and you have no idea like the doors it's going to open it is huge to have community in this diagnosis it it was literally everything there was one time at, at our doctor appointment um I was asking the doctor like okay what what pajamas works what what socks should I use and she literally was like you know what I don't have a club but baby I don't know what's going to be good for sleeping. So maybe contact a parent that's been through this, is going through it. And that was, I think that's like the best advice for any club for parents. Mm -hmm. Like you are not alone. And there's so many tears that have been shed for the same thing. You're going through something huge. And there's another mom out there that's going through the same thing. 
So find that person, find that community, get into contact, however it may be, and just talk about it. Especially when I talk to parents that don't have babies with clubfoot, it's like, we are so, we're ready to inform them and have knowledge about everything we possibly can. And I think just getting that out. And then usually when you talk about it, it's like, oh, I know someone that had this or I've heard of this before. And so it just opens that conversation to so many new opportunities. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so mindset and community. Yeah, have a, you, I'm sure some, most people, when I'm having a conversation with them, they may have noticed, but at the end of an email or a, or a message, I'll say, have a happy clubfoot journey. Yeah. And I think that's so important. Like, it might not always be happy, but do your best to make it your your happy clubfoot journey. That's big. So to piggyback off that, we're going to go to the next question that I ask everybody. Because yes. I'm obviously, I'm, if for loyal listeners, I'm a moments girl. So let's talk about a memorable moment on your clubfoot treatment. It can be really anything. Oh, well, what I hope. Out? I'm hoping my most memorable isn't too TMI for listeners. <laughs> so I'm sure I, it won't be. If there's <laughs> been a lot of, there's been a lot. Okay. If you listen to the Chloe Howard one, you'll know, like, okay, really put it out there. So don't, okay. don't worry about it. Well, so I, when they did the tenotomy, the little cutting surgery in the yeah. back, yeah. I asked if I could stay in the room uh-huh. and they had never had that before. So I don't know if, they're like I don't know why they let me but they did and I loved every minute of it I feel like I have a little bit of a strong stomach and that's to some parents is like hey you're nuts you're absolutely crazy but I love like medical stuff and I really like I'm okay with most of that I don't I'm not squirmy with blood or anything so they actually let me hold her during the surgery and I of course I cried and it was super hard but I wouldn't take it back um Mm -hmm. I love the idea of I'm the first one to hold her and comfort her when she comes out and it's not like a nurse like okay she's ready you know and she's sitting there screaming I just in my mind I just had to be there and I don't know like like they said like we never do this like are you sure you want to do this and I 100% don't regret it and it's Mm -hmm. um Seeing it, I feel like I knew what she was going through. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. something, okay, she had this big surgery, you know, this is how you're going to protect it. Like I could see that cut and I could, I knew exactly what she was going through. So, or at least as best I could. I didn't feel it, but yeah. But I think that was, that was huge for me. I love being, being able to be there for her. And um, I, <laughs> a lot of memorable moments. There's the people that we've come into contact with or like the doctors we've met. And we always tried to do something fun with each appointment. We took, we went to museums and art places and we drove around the whole city and found new places and new things. Like I just would not take this journey back. It's been such a blessing for our family and for, I think my daughter, she's, she's super strong and tough and just the people, lots, lots of good people, good places. There's so many moments that I would just not take back. Mm. So good. Yeah, I I think that memory of the tsunami is like there was an instinctual thing where you needed to be there and you followed that instinct and you don't 
regret it. You know, you're like, I needed to be there. And maybe that's different from other parents, but this is what I needed for me. And I think that's a great example of a standout moment where you listen to yourself and you really advocated for what you needed and what you thought your daughter needed in that moment. And I think there are so many examples of that, that clubfoot parents have opportunities to do if they voice what they need. Right. Yeah, yeah. totally agree. There's mom instinct is real. I think we already talked about it. It's, yeah. it's I needed to be in there. I would have been crushed if I couldn't be there. Yeah. But I, I think that they were just I don't know why they let me. It's the craziest thing, but I'm so glad they did. I'm so grateful to they did that. Yeah. And maybe they, maybe other parents didn't ever ask, you know, and I think that's the part where you go, like, you got to kind of figure out what you need and then you got to ask for it. And then if you don't, I'm sure there are a lot of parents who are like, I did not, I could not have handled it, you know? And so that's good for them, but it's different on everybody's journey and what they need. So absolutely. So where can people listening find information about all of your stuff? Okay, so we're going through a big, huge remodel right now. Um, So excited to tell people. Um, Big, huge shout out to Cash Valley SEO. They are taking my website and just revamping the whole thing. So right now, the best way to always contact me is through Facebook messaging because they just come to me faster. But of course, I will always take an email or however else you can contact me. I have the Google Forms. You can just fill out and put a question at the end or whatever. I'll, I'll contact you. Um, so yeah, watch for the, the website revamped. Super excited about that. Um, it's going to be so much easier because right now, I, I mean, I'm sure parents have noticed it's, it's when we first started it, I hired a guy that wasn't able to finish it. Mm. So we put on like the top most favorite products and then just kind of ditched it from there and it stayed there like that for three years so people that are going just solely on the website they're missing thousands of other products that I actually have in the the fabric options which is fine a lot of parents like that they want the easy okay quick through the checkout I don't need to look through thousands of fabric and that's fine Um, but if you want to see everything Facebook page 100% we're trying to reorganize it so it's all Right now it's in the albums. You have the girl album and the boy and the gender yeah. neutral and, you know, go find what you want. And then if it's hard, if you're like, hey, I'm looking for a Mickey Mouse, but you literally have like a hundred Mickey Mouse, like, let me know. I can break it down and say, hey, I know I have this one, this one, this one. I'll send you a picture if that helps. But yeah, just contact me. Like, I love, love, love working with each product. I love yeah. working with each parent. And it takes a lot of time and that's what I think the website's going to alleviate for me, which is like a little bittersweet because I don't get to talk with these sweet, amazing parents, but I know there'll be some. <laughs> so, but I think it's, I, I can attest to that because I know that um, there were a few times where the fabrics that I had chosen were like, oh, this isn't like, can we do this one instead? And you'd send me a, a picture of it and I was just always like Brooke do whatever you want like whatever you think is gonna look good I'm down because that's my personality right yeah you might run into that because it is solely me running it sometimes I'll be like okay they ordered an eight inch bar cover but I don't I only have enough for like a five inch or something and I'm trying really hard to like keep up on that but sometimes those like fall through the cracks with being just me and 
you know, just let me know, contact me. I might contact you back and be like, hey, we did a little bit of a change, but look at all these options you get. <laughs> now, yeah, it was always really good and really easy because it was just so simple to be like, hey, there's this one and that one. And I, I remember not being a crafty person and being like looking through all like the different fabrics mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, I don't know, which, like which ones I want. So when you suggested them, it was like, okay, yes, whatever you think is going to be good. I'm down with, you know, um, I love creating. If that's what you want to leave on me, I'm great with that. Like I'll pick the font and the color and cool. I love that. I like that. that. Yeah. Yeah, Because I think I mentioned, oh, sorry, go ahead. Overwhelming. Sometimes it's overwhelming to be like, I know. I don't know what color I want. What font I want. And I don't want to be overwhelming. For sure. Like I I don't want to be, but at the same time, I want you to know your options. So if you don't want that option, let me know. Like, I'm happy to just do whatever works. Cool. <laughs> you. I like that. Yeah. So I don't know if I mentioned the the email address is just 26 clubfootessentials at gmail.com. So if you don't have Facebook or something, email me there. Or if you go onto the website, which is 26 clubfootessentials.com, there's just an easy click button. You can message me there or you can email me there. Uh, super easy way. Contact okay. me. Okay. But it's good for them to know at this point, the website doesn't have a full scope of all the products. The Facebook page does. Yeah. Okay. So if you go to the Facebook page, then you can either like message me like what you want, or there's all the order forms. There's the bar cover, boot cover, uh, the bag, sleep sack jumper. They're all on there. So if you have problems, I can just send you the link. I will, I'll I'll try to link the Facebook page in the show notes for everybody so that they can just click directly on it. Yes. Perfect. Um, see. All right. Well, thanks so much, Brooke. I was like, this is such a great, I think I could talk to you for like a million years. So, um, but maybe offline so that not everybody has to hear it. Uh, but I just really want to thank you for being a guest today on the podcast. Like this is so wonderful to have you. And I've loved learning about everything that you do, how you created the business and just the passion for what you do is so apparent. And I'm just so grateful for everything that you've done. If you obviously don't know, like, um, if you can't tell by this point, I'm a huge fan of Brooke and I'm a huge fan of Clubfoot Essentials. And so I just can't say enough about all the things that you've done that have brought so much joy and so many memorable moments that I hope my cutie will be able to keep and move forward with in the future. So I'm I'm not joking. I'm going to send you all that stuff and be like, here, make Aww. something out of this. <laughs> you are so sweet. I'm so grateful that you asked me. This has been so much fun. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And as always, thanks everybody for listening. If you like this episode, if you know a clubfoot parent who is starting out on the journey, maybe doesn't know a lot about all the different products, or if you know someone who has Um, some of them, but is looking for other things, please share so that you can, so that other people can benefit from it. Um, If you need to get in contact with me, you can do so through my website at maureenhoff.com or my Instagram account at clubfootchroniclesmom. Until next time.